Uh, that's something that we've figured out over the, you know, thousands of years, hundreds of thousand years, depending on, on your belief system and, and you know, kind of how we got to this point. The moral of the story is no matter how you believe we got here, we got here. Episode 883 of Diz Runs Radio is a quick tip episode. Today's quick tip, talking about the athlete's gut. Hey guys, uh, real quick before we dive into today's episode of the show, I want to give a, a quick shout out as uh, the, the pseudo sponsor today. Although there's, no, there's no sponsoring going on here. Just uh, a friend helping a friend out. My friend Richard uh, is part of the team over at Zen Running and uh, they their, their new shoes, which are made of plants. Kind of a cool concept, a little bit more eco-friendly than uh, the traditional shoes that uh, you and I are wearing currently. Um, their Kickstarter is live now. As this episode goes out on uh, the 16th of October, 2020, their Kickstarter campaign uh, launched this morning. So if you're listening to this as the episode comes out, which I know there's a, there's a fair few of you that tend to listen to it pretty quickly, and uh, you're interested in maybe supporting a, a Kickstarter campaign that's uh, trying to do some good for the world and you know create a, a new running shoe, because let's be honest, who among us? Couldn't use another pair of running shoes. Uh, the, the 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 first deal that they have for the first forty eight hours of the Kickstarter being open uh, is where the shoe is about half price compared to what it's normally going to be marked at. Now, uh, as I'm recording this before the Kickstarter is obviously live, uh, I, I didn't think to ask Richard what the the price actually is going to be. So you're going to have to go check it out to find it, uh, find that information out. I don't know if half price is going to be like $1,000 or if half price is going to be like $30 or I'm going to guess that it's probably going to be somewhere in the middle, right? Um, but uh, go check it out. If it's something that you might be interested in, uh, feel free to support it. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and support it. Um, and uh, I, I'm looking forward to trying them out, right? Like, like again, you know, who doesn't, who couldn't use another pair of running shoes? I don't even know the specs. I don't know if there's zero drop. I, I don't know. I don't know anything about it. Um, but I think it's a cool idea. Good for the planet, which, uh, you know, I, I think that no matter where we stand all politically, I think we can all recognize that things that are good for the planet, it's kind of good for us as runners, right? Good, clean air, uh, to, to breathe, uh, hopefully, you know, less extreme weather to deal with, um, you know, safe places to run as far as just trails and, and, you know, beautiful parts of this world that we can explore on foot. Um, so I think it might be for me, that's, that's why I'm supporting it. Uh, and it's a friend of course, obviously as well. But, um, if it's something you want to at least check out, zenrunning.club is the, is the website, just like it's spelled Z E or just like it sounds, it's spelled just like it sounds Z E N or Z E N. For those of you that, uh, speak, you know, Canadian or proper English, Queens English, or whatever the case might be, uh, Z E N R U N N I N G dot C L U B uh, zenrunning.club. We'll have it linked up in the show notes as well. Uh, dizruns.com slash eight, eight, three. If you want to go check that out through the website, um, we'll link back to their website. Of course, they'll have links to the Kickstarter as well. So it'd be pretty, pretty easy to get there. Zenrunning.club. Check it out. If you grab yourself a pair, let me, uh, let me know what you, which I think there's different colors to choose from. I don't know. I, I mean, it's, it's just a, a starter page on Kickstarter right now as I'm recording this, but, uh, I'm looking forward to diving into it. Uh, probably as you're listening to this as well. Um, and, uh, thank you on, on Richard and his team's uh, behalf for uh, at least considering the support of what they've got going on. Uh, and, and, you know, if things go well, I'm sure it's something you'll be hearing about more as we go. So now with, uh, you know, the, the maybe not the, the exact longest uh, intro ever, but uh, one of them, that was a fairly long intro, three minutes, something like that. Trying to keep them closer to a minute and a half to two minutes. But but you know me, right? I get I get flapping at the yap and things uh, things t- tend to take, uh, you know, get, goes a little bit longer than uh, planned. Hopefully today, 
this quick tip will be more along the lines of actually a quick tip as opposed to the 30-minute behemoths of the last couple of weeks. Um, but we're going to continue the topic, going to continue the topic of kind of nutrition, uh, you know, as far as running running goes, or as far as, as we're concerned as runners. And uh, today what I want to do is, is not break down because I, there's so much in the book that I'm not going to break it all down. But, uh, you know, a couple months ago, uh, I think it was, I don't know, from August maybe. So I guess that would be a couple months ago. Um, whenever it was, maybe it was July. I don't know. It all kind of blurs together. But uh, in the, the Diz Runs Book Club, which uh, is a Patreon exclusive. So if you want to get on board that the Patreon train, you can join us in the, the next month's book club. Uh, but we talked about The Athlete's Gut, which is a, a fairly new book uh, written by uh, a doctor and a, a dietitian named Patrick Wilson, a PhD, RD. And, uh, you know, he studies, studies the gut, right? He's, he, he knows uh, things related to the gut, nutrition, kind of how, how it all works together. And I uh, wrote this book titled The Athlete's Gut that kind of is, is all about how our digestion works while we're, while we're working out, while we're running. Because I, I think we all know that the digestion process during a run is slightly different than the digestion process after like a big meal on, you know, a big evening meal or a big lunch or whatever, a big holiday meal when you just kind of sit around and just, ugh, like, like it's a little bit different, right? And uh, we all know, as, as we've talked about the last few weeks, and, and, and not that you've needed me to talk about it, um, GI issues during a run can, can, you know, be kind of that thing that derails a pretty good run pretty darn quickly. We get that little gurgle in the belly and it's like, oh shit, like literally. <laughs> and, uh, and, and that can be it, right? Um, or at least that can really put a damper on what would already be a good day. So what I want to do today is, is first of all, encourage you to get the book. All right. It's, it's, uh, it's it's not too dense, honestly. I mean, it, it, there's a fair number of pages, but as far as the information is concerned, I was honestly pleasantly surprised at how uh, how clear it is, and that you don't need to speak you know medical jargon to understand what's going on. Yes, there's some bits that are a bit more technical, but uh, the author does a pretty good job, I think, of of breaking it down, putting it into ways that that you know a schlub like me can can fairly well understand what's going on. Um, so hopefully. Uh, a less schlub, less of a schlub like you. Yes, I guess I just called you a schlub. I, you know, I love y'all, love you. Um, but I get the moral of the story is is I think any of us can can understand uh, what's going on and and have a better you know chance to to kind of learn about the digestion process, not just in general, but specifically to us while we're running. Um, by, by reading the book. So I'd encourage you to get it. We'll have a link in the show notes that goes back to Amazon that that's a, you know, of course an affiliate link. It supports the show, blah, 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 blah. Uh, would appreciate that, but obviously just, just get the book, right? It's called the athlete's gut. Um, and it's, and it's a good one, but today I want to go through a couple of highlights, a couple of, of big takeaways that I got from reading the book, some things that were maybe a little bit eye opening to me. Um, and, and kind of those, those things that I think that sometimes maybe there's some, some, you know, bits that get lost when, Myself, when other podcasters, running magazines, running books, whatever, when we're talking about, uh, you know, nutrition, uh, I think there's some things that we don't always get into. Maybe because we're not aware of them. Maybe because they're too quote unquote sciency. Um, and and I think that this this book, The Athlete's Gut, does a great job of of kind of shining some light on some things that uh, maybe would be beneficial to know about. So here are five five key takeaways. Um, of course, there's more, way more than five key points, way more than five things that I underlined in reading the book. Um, but I can't read you the whole book. You know, I think that would go against some type of copyright law. Th- this may or may not go against some type of copyright law. I don't know. I'll roll the dice. We'll see what happens. If they send me a cease and desist, then we'll take the, the episode down. But I mean, I'm trying to help the guy sell some books. So hopefully, hopefully, uh, you know, uh, Dr. Wilson, if you're listening to this at some point, 
you know, just keep keep the lawyers out of it. I'm trying to trying to help you out because I think your book is fantastic and there's a lot of good information in there. So, um, first thing that stood out to me, and and these are kind of in order of where they came in the book. So that's that's kind of uh, the the order that I'm going in. Not not that there's the most important, least important, whatever. They're just you know the first the the the, the chronological order of the book, kind of how they they uh, they popped out to me. But the the first thing that that I think is something that I've never heard before. Kind of makes sense when you think about it, but uh, it's that the uh, the the osmolality. Hopefully, I'm saying that right. Of your drink matters. Now, if you have no idea what I just said, other than drinking matters, but what the heck is osmolality? You're in good you're in good company because I had no idea what the heck that term meant either. Um, but basically, what it means is how much stuff is in your water in addition to the actual water. So, you know, think about it, maybe even the more, the more simple way of explaining it, like how concentrated is your Gatorade? You know, uh, a, a highly osmol- osmolalytic, is that right? I don't know. Um, but if, you know, if you make strong Gatorade or strong Powerade, strong Tailwind, whatever, it has a higher level of osmolality. If it's fairly watered down, uh, it has a lower level. If you're drinking pure water, it basically is, you know, I don't know exactly what the scale is, but let's call it zero. Okay. Um, when it comes to your body's ability to absorb the beverages that you're drinking during a run, the the higher the osmolality goes, the more concentrated your drink happens to be, not only is it harder to digest it and break it down, but it actually sucks some of the uh, the water out of your out of your blood, out of your system basically. It basically dehydrates you a little bit in order to to dilute the um the, the drink that you just had to a level that your body can then absorb it. So it's not like it has this permanent dehydration effect, but, but basically what happens and the book does a much better job of explaining this and explaining the technicalities of it, of course, than I do, but it's like, it's, it's just osmosis. I mean, at the end of the day, um, your body is trying to get a, a stasis between this highly concentrated drink that it just that you just consumed and the environment around it. So the the stomach, the intestine, you know, the, the upper level of the small intestine. So in order to do that, it's got to pull in water from the system, from external, you know, like like from your blood, right, from from the the, the system itself, from your body, to help dilute it to then absorb it. Okay. So while we're running, we don't want our blood to be thicker, which is ultimately what happens when, when we're in that kind of semi dehydrated state. Um, basically you got, you got the the fluid moving the wrong way. We want the the fluid going from our digestive system out to our body. But when you're drinking something that's highly osmolytic, I don't know if I'm saying that right or not, but whatever, hopefully you're following me. Uh, it actually brings the water from the system to the, to the digestive tract. So that's not exactly what we want to do. Um, which this bothers me a little bit because I am one that when I go, when I blow through an aid station during a race and they hand me a cup of, of whatever, you know, insert sports drink here and I take a drink of it. And I'm like, damn, is this, is this water? Or did they just put some food coloring in the, uh, the Gatorade cup today? Um, I like to taste it. I like to, to have a little bit of something there. Now I suppose that there's a, there's a level, right? Like, like, like it, it is a gradient and, and you want to be somewhere in the middle. Um, cause you don't want just pure water. Like not that, not that just pure water is bad, of course, but just pure water, um, isn't as great for digestion during a run as well. Having a little bit of carb, a little bit of, of salt in the, in the, you know, a little bit of electrolytes in the drink, actually, you know, there's the kind of that sweet spot of not too strong, not too weak that, that helps with speeding the process of getting it into the system and getting it out to the body. So again, not that water is bad, but 
maybe adding a little bit of salt or a little bit of something, a little bit of, you know, some type of electrolyte spray, um, a little bit of Gatorade powder, a little bit of whatever to your water bottles. If, you know, especially for like long runs, things like that is actually gonna be more beneficial than, than maybe drinking just straight water during the run itself. There's a point where it gets to be too much. I don't know if it has to be a, a straight sludge or if it's just pretty strong. Like, I don't know exactly where it is. Um, but just something to keep in mind that slightly watered down or, or not too overpowering and far, as far as the flavor, the sugar goes, that's good. That, that helps with the digestion or the absorption, I guess, better, better word there, absorption of the, the liquids that you're drinking. So something to think about, something I had never thought about, but the osmolality of your beverages, it matters. Uh, another thing that stood out to me from, from the book, the, uh, the athlete's gut sleep impacts your gut function. Who knew? Who knew? All those times that I've talked about the benefits of sleep for us as runners and, and how it's it's so important and that we need to, all of us probably need to, to work on, you know, increasing uh, consistency of sleep, quality of sleep, sometimes quantity of sleep um, because of the recovery benefits, because of how it helps us improve as runners. It also helps our gut function. Never would have thought of that. When I think about it, it does make a little bit of sense, right? Like our bodies like you know the, the daily cycle, the, the, the circadian rhythm. Uh, it likes consistency. It likes routine. And so, you know, if you're going to sleep at about the same time every day, getting up at about the same time every day, your, your digestive tract kind of gets on a, a nice little rhythm. If you, if you get what I'm saying here, like less likely to have like a, oh my gosh, I need to go situation during a run. If you're on a consistent pattern, you, if you know that you're always going to go first thing in the morning or if it takes, you know, 45 minutes and a cup of coffee, or if you're an afternoon, uh, pooper, you know what, whatever it is, you kind of, if you're in a good routine, if you're in a good system, you kind of know what's, what to expect from your body. And the more that we can be consistent with that sleep wake when we're fueling as far as just general, you know, dietary, like having a regular routine. And I'm not saying you have to have intermittent fasting or, you know, eating every three hours or whatever, just whatever your routine is, whatever is normal for you is going to help your, your gut and your digestive system to get into a good groove. And it's going to be more predictable about when you're going to need to use the bathroom. And then you can, you know, kind of schedule your runs accordingly or make sure you're getting up early enough or, or whatever the case might be, whatever works best for you. And without going into too much detail, I've certainly noticed that what works for me during the week and on the, on my long run day, when I'm getting up a couple hours earlier, I'm getting less sleep. There's definitely a difference. Okay. Not, not bad or worse. Just there's a noticeable difference. It's like, Oh yeah, I guess that makes sense. I'm throwing my system a little bit out of whack by waking up at three 30 instead of at five 15 that throws off when I have to use the bathroom. Kind of makes sense. Kind of makes sense. So something to think about when it comes to, you know, yet another reason to have a good, regular, consistent sleep pattern as much as possible. It helps your guts function and your digestive tracts function as well. Number three, takeaway from the athlete's gut. There's more to fueling than just the simple advice of just taking in carbs, right? And, and don't worry, this isn't me railing on, on taking in carbohydrate, like even because I'm a fat adapted guy. Yes, I'm a fat adapted guy. But that doesn't mean that I'm anti-carb. All right. I still like, I still like carbs. I still eat carbs. I still am a believer in carbs during a, a race day situation. I still, I mean, shoot, I, I like tailwind, right? I've talked about tailwind before. I'm not afraid of, of mixing up a bottle of tailwind for, for race day. It's, it's helpful. It's beneficial, but some, and there's this whole long chapter on carbohydrate, um, probably because it's the most common thing that, that, you know, all of the, the f- gels and the, the goos and the, this and the, that, um, are all basically carbs, right? And so there's a whole lot of stuff about carbs, some real technical stuff that I really 
kind of, I mean, I, I understood it, but it's kind of like, yeah, whatever. Like this is way too much thought going into this. Uh, that's, that's for the food scientists, right? That's for the, 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 the tailwind people, the Gatorade people, the, the, whoever, the honey stinger people, they, they can worry about the fructose versus glucose rate ratio. I'm not worried about all that, but it's all in there in case you're worried about it. You can read more about it. Um, but one thing that, that stood out to me is, is that they talked about, um, and there are a, a few things in this, in this section. Um, but, but the idea that anytime you're ingesting anything, when you run carbs or not, anytime you're taking in something during higher level, uh, uh during intense exercise on race day is a perfect example. Your GI system has to deal with it. And there's a risk that your GI system is not going to enjoy what you put in, um, for one reason or another, and it's going to rebel. And you know what that means? One end or the other, there's going to be some some uh, evacuation going on. Uh, maybe that's the worst case. Be- better case is just that you feel miserable out there. I don't know if that's better, but you know, of, of the of the symptoms that, that you're going to come on is somewhere in that in that scale. One end, the other end, are just feeling queasy and gross out there the whole entire time. Which, not for nothing, I don't think any of us want to do. Right? We're, we're out there getting our training miles in pushing for a PR, whatever the case might be. Last thing you want to do is deal with some, some tummy troubles. Obviously for a lot of us, myself included, you're running certain distances. Fueling is a requirement. You know, there's, there's, I'm not arguing that point at all, but what the, uh, you know, when the book was talking about this, this section about, you know, the fact that when you're, when you're taking in any type of fuel source, even easily digestible carbs, there's a risk that your, your GI system is going to, going to cause problem. Um, this is where it kind of what I talked about a couple of weeks ago and, and the book, probably I got it from the book probably. Um, but the idea that the more or the less, I don't know, the more reliant we are on external fuel sources, the more likelihood there is a problem. So if, if we can get to the point where we're not fueling as much, maybe because we recognize that different intensities require different amounts of fueling. And we've, we've tried this and, and, and experimented with ourselves, but you kind of figure out that like, all right, maybe instead of the, the label saying I need to take in X number of calories every hour, maybe I really need to take X number in every two hours or every hour and 45 minutes or whatever it is. You figure out the right amount of, of fueling that you need means that maybe you've been overfueling all this time. Maybe that's why the last few miles of a marathon, you're always feeling miserable take out one of those fueling stops that you take or one of those gels that you take down, spread the others out a little bit more. So you have better time to digest them and more of a gap between flooding your system with all this sludge carbohydrate mess. My words, not the books, <laughs> uh, but you do that. Maybe you're, you're, you don't suffer from, you know, hitting the wall anymore than you would have normally, but you don't have all the, the, the queasiness and the, the, uh, issues with maybe overfueling by cutting back a little bit. It's something to play with, something to experiment with. And the book talks about it um, and talks about a lot of other things related to, to carbohydrates as well. Um, again, can't read it all. Get the book, get the book. Lots of good information there. Uh, it also talks about, and there's a section on fat, um, a chapter on fat. Now I, I was, I'll be honest, got into this chapter. And I was like, oh yeah, this is, this is where I'm going to shine, right? Like being, being fat adapted, being a, a, a high fat, low carb type of, of person. Like this is going to be my thing. And it, even in there, it's like, yeah, you know, like, like fat adaption, there's a, there's a t- time and a place for that. A high fat diet can be very beneficial. You're still going to need carbs. And I was like, damn, yeah, he's right. Still need carbs when going hard on race day, you know, like maybe I'm burning more fat. So I don't need as many carbs, which again, kind of ties into this. Like maybe needing less is, is a, or not being required to fuel as often is beneficial, 
but still required to fuel. So uh, definitely there's a, there's a full chapter on carbs, on fats, and on proteins. Um, the biggest chapter is on carbs because arguably it's the most most um, relevant to us as, as athletes, as runners, okay? Uh, number four takeaway for me, and goodness gracious, we're, we're not going to get to 35 minutes this week, but we're already at 20, so apologize for that. Well, I don't apologize for that. Hopefully this is useful and this is good information for you. That's, that's the name of the game. And sometimes they just have to be a little bit longer to get, cover all the bits. Um, but number four takeaway from the athlete's gut, nutrient timing, especially in relation to our runs, matters. Okay? So this is where, this is probably the bulk of the chapter on both fat and protein. Talks about how, especially when we're, when we're being active, when we're running, like the digestion process of breaking down fats, of breaking down down proteins, specifically like animal animal proteins, um, it's it's energy intense. It's not an easily broken down macronutrient, right? Either of those fats and uh, proteins, and not easily broken down, which means that they sit in our stomach longer, which means that more energy is required of our body to actually do the digestion. Right, digestion is an energy-intensive process, and we may not think about it in terms of like, oh, I'm running. But like, if your body's diverting energy resources, in this case, probably blood uh, and and all the, the the properties that blood has, if it's diverting more of that to our our stomachs to digest, you know, whatever some type of of heavy-duty, um, you know, pre-race bacon or something like that that's all fatty and proteiny and and delicious, in my opinion but not ideal before a run. You won't see me scarfing down a half pound of bacon before a run. It's just not, not going to happen. Probably not even going to scarf down a half a strip of bacon before a run. After a race, different story. But before before a run or before a race, ain't going to do it. And and I'm, I feel like I learned why that I've, I've learned in the past that that doesn't work well for me. Now I know why. Because it sits in the stomach. It doesn't break down as easy. So I've got to divert energy there, which is not for nothing. Energy I'd rather have in my legs. I'd rather have that... that energy and that blood going to my, to the muscles of my legs to power my run. And Oh, not for nothing. Once you, once you have that in your stomach and it, 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 your body's trying to break it down, it kind of backs everything else up as well. So, you know, maybe I'm, maybe it's race day. I had this bacon and, and whatever before, before my race. And now when I go to take in my tailwind or I go to take in my, my chews or my sports beans or whatever, well, the body's still trying to digest that, that bacon in my stomach. And so now I've got these carbs sitting on top of it and, and it's not getting the, the same, it's slower in getting that carb source, even though it's still easily digestible. There's, there's more things going on here at once. Those don't break down and get into the system as quickly. So it kind of just accordions in the wrong direction. All the other fueling, I got more carbs sitting in my stomach. Now I'm putting more carbs in. And like we just talked about, you know, it, it overfueling, boom. Now we got, now we got issues. Now we got problems. So nutrient timing in relation to when you fuel before or, or during a run or a race doesn't, I don't want to say it matters just as much as what you choose to fuel with, but it's, it's up there. It's up there. And, and, you know, you might, again, you might want to play with, with some of these things. And, and if there's certain things you like making sure that you have them two or three hours before you run, as opposed to half an hour before you run, maybe that makes the difference variables, variables, but the timing of the fuel you take in specifically right before a run, um, matters based on what types of fuels or what types of foods you're taking in as well. Last but not least of my five kind of five of my many takeaways from reading the athlete's gut. This one, I think is one we talked about before. In fact, I know I've talked about it before. I can't remember exactly where, but I have a link in the show notes. Uh, some of the past episodes that I've talked about this topic, but show up hydrated and you'll probably be, be good to go. 
All right, not a not a blanket statement, not a guarantee that as long as you come to your your race or your workout fully hydrated and ready to go, that dehydration ceases to be a, a risk because dehydration could still be a risk. Okay, um, but for the most part, if we show up with our with our water tanks full, our need for massive amount of of hydration during a run, especially if we're talking about you know a couple three hours, four hours, something like that. Um, you know, if it's, if it's in the hottest part of the day, yeah, of course we want to drink a little bit more, but if you're early, late, if it's not super blazing hot outside, our, our, our bodies aren't like, we don't just like lose all that water as soon as we start running. Right. And so if you show up fully hydrated, you can give it a couple sips here, a couple sips there, maybe no sips at all, depending on again, how far you're running, how, you know, just overall fitness, lots of variables here to consider, but our bodies do okay in mild levels of dehydration. Okay. That's something that we've figured out over the, you know, thousands of years, hundreds of thousand years, depending on, on your belief system and, and, you know, kind of how we got to this point. The moral of the story is no matter how you believe we got here, we got here. All right. We don't need massive levels of, of water supplemental all the time in order to keep operating at a good level. All right. We, our bodies can handle being mildly dehydrated and, and, you know, for the course of, a, like I said, a couple, three hours, four hours, you're probably not going to be massively dehydrated in that, in that amount of time. Supplement a little bit. Don't feel like you need to take in as much as you as you have sweat potentially sweated out. Um, the, you know the two kind of takeaways here: be well hydrated before you start running, and two, drink based on your level of thirst. So if you're not really that thirsty during a run, like it's okay to have a sip here and there, but you don't need to force it. You don't need to go, oh god, like my 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 sweating rate is whatever ounces per hour because I did the whole you know weigh myself before a run, weigh myself after the run, figure that out, and oh shit, like I've, I've drank I haven't drank enough, and I'm gonna like you're gonna be fine. You'll be fine. If you're thirsty, drink some, all right? If you're not thirsty and you and you come into a drinking fountain or you've got water with you, take a sip here and there. That's fine. But you don't have to. Don't freak out. Afterwards, yeah, re- rehydrate. Make sure you're drinking plenty of fluids afterwards, To, to especially if, if it was a hot one. If you did lose some some uh, mass, you know, because of sweating, because of, of uh, that, that process of just losing the, the liquids. And you're, maybe you finished your run slightly dehydrated. No worries. Just rehydrate with water my case, maybe some coffee as well, but, but water too, you know? Um, but don't freak out on like, Oh, I have to drink X amount of water per X amount of, of time out running. We got wiggle room here. We got wiggle room here and you have even more wiggle room. If you don't start the day behind the eight ball, start out hydrated, drink to thirst. Pretty simple, pretty simple. Good rules of thumb to, to live by. So those are the, the five main, not five main. Those are five of the many takeaways from uh, the book, the, the athlete's gut highly recommend it. Uh, once again, a review beverage osmolality matters. The more concentrated your drinks are, the, 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 the harder it is for your body to absorb the, uh, the nutrients and the hydration that you're drinking Two, sleep matters. Getting good sleep helps with your gut function, helps you stay regular, uh, in many ways, something to keep in mind. Number three, there's more to fueling than just taking in carbs whenever you want to. Um, it, as far as other things to consider and maybe not always taking in more carbs is the best option. Number four, nutrient timing matters. You know, when, when you're, when you're eating certain things hasn't has as much of an impact potentially as what you're taking. And then last but not least show up hydrated and you'll probably be fine, especially just drink according to thirst. You'll be good to go at the end of the day. All right. Last, last thing. And we'll wrap this one up and we're still going to be right about at 30 minutes. Goodness gracious. I, I have a talking problem. I think, I think I do. I think I do. Anyway, at the end of the day, the, the book makes this point. I've made the point. Hopefully by now you've got the point that there are no one size fits all rules about anything and especially, or at least about anything related to our running. We'll, we'll say that 
right? Maybe there's a one size fits all rule somewhere. I don't know what it is, but maybe, you know, don't, don't use those statements of never and always. And every time, you know, whatever you kind of give yourself an, an out, hedge your bets a little bit. When it comes to running, there are very few, if any one size fits all rules. When it comes to nutrition, as it relates to us as runners, there's even fewer one size fits all rules. There's good information out there. This book is great information that the athletes gut as far as how our bodies work, how our digestive system works, especially when we're, when we're running, training, cycling, whatever. Lots of good information there to help us figure out what works best for us. But at the end of the day, you got to do some trial and error, right? And when it comes to nutrition, of course, trial and error can, can uh, not always be the most pleasant situation when you're at the error part of it, right? But you got to be willing to try some different things. You got to be able to, to try this, to try that, to try less fueling, to try more fueling, to try changing up fueling systems. Um, there's lots of variables. There's so many variables where you're running, what the weather's like, how hard you're running, uh, how long you're running. So many things that impact what our nutrition needs are. And then they change over time, which is the, ain't that ain't that just the biggest, you know, pain in the tuchus, right? Just when you think you got it figured out, then, you know, five years later, you're like, damn, that, what, what was used to work for me ain't working anymore. Got to keep trying. Got to keep trying different things, figuring out what works best for you. Keep experimenting. Keep learning. And I'll keep talking about nutrition once in a while. Um, but it's, it's a moving target. And, and my target and your target, they're not the same targets. So keep trying different things. When you figure out what's, what seems like it's working, stick with it, but don't be afraid to still experiment a little bit, dabble a little bit, learn a little bit, whether it's from the athlete's gut, whether it's from other, you know, diet, nutrition type of, of books, other resources, other podcasts, other, whatever, keep learning, keep trying. Hopefully you'll find that, that perfect formula for you. And then hold on to it as long as you can. Cause it's going to change eventually. It's going to change eventually. But uh, like I said, definitely encourage you to check out the book, the athletes gut. We'll have a link in the show notes uh, as well. If you want to support the show at the same time. Uh, and that is where we'll wrap this one up. 30 minutes. Goodness gracious. Uh, at this runs on Twitter at this runs on Instagram. If you have any questions about the athletes gut, let me know if you have any other thoughts about this episode or thoughts about diet, nutrition, fueling as well. Hey, I'm, I'm happy to talk it uh, and try to, you know, try to not talk out of, out of my other end, uh, but try to make a little bit of sense and, and, and help you out along the way. Uh, you can also send an email. We can have a discussion via email instead of on social media, disruns at gmail.com. And of course you can head over to the show notes for today, which you can find at disruns.com slash eight, eight, three disruns.com slash eight, eight, three, uh, links, photos, memes, gif, well, not really photos, memes and gifs. Let's not kid ourselves. That's what the, that's what the show notes of the quick tips are all about. Just making, making me laugh, me spending way more time on them than I probably should have. But uh, you can check that out. Disruns.com slash eight, eight, three. You can also leave your comments down below in the comment section. I will also have that link to uh, zenrunning.club If you want to support the uh, Kickstarter, at least check it out. Um, like I said, it, the, the first deal is 50% off uh, for the first 48 hours, and then I'm sure it'll, it'll keep going for a while. And if you're listening to this you know, somewhere in 2021, you can just point your browser over to zenrunning.club and just check out what they have available. I'm sure at that point, the, the Kickstarter will be over, uh, but you can check out what you know, the, the shoes that are available. I know they've got big plans for, you know, they've got one line that's coming out now as, as the company launches. Uh, I know he's got other, other lines coming. Uh, so other designs, other styles. So as, as their business continues to build and, and flesh out, uh, you can check out some, some running shoes made of plants better for the environment, which is a good thing. Which is a good thing. So check it out. Zenrunning.club. And with that, we'll go ahead and officially wrap this one up. Y'all thank you for listening. Thanks for, uh, all the questions about diet nutrition that have kind of fueled this, you know, month long look at, at some diet nutrition topics. Uh, certainly this is the third week in a row. If you missed, if you missed talking about some of the, the information or tips or suggestions and my take on actual mid run nutrition, 
That was uh, two weeks ago. That would be episode 879. Last week, talking about just diet and nutrition overall, 881. You can check those ones out, and that kind of ties into this one as well. Kind of where we're kind of putting a bow on this one, although there might be a best of-ish that's related to diet and nutrition next week as well. But uh, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. And until then, y'all, please be well. Take good care. Thanks again for listening. And uh, we'll talk soon, right? See you. <laughs>